Episode number 23, a localized Instagram marketing success story plus the Tinder for food. We hear about our guest story, how she built a local foodies Instagram account to over 45,000 followers, but more importantly, how she turned those followers into a real business. We get a ton of practical tips on how to do Instagram marketing well and how not to do it. We learn about the tools that you can use to help your Instagram account grow and get results from it. Uh, And we talk about a little project that our guest is working on, an app, which is the Tinder for food, which I'm looking forward to checking out myself when it comes out. You're going to love this episode. I think it's going to be very useful if you're thinking about Instagram marketing or you're trying to do it and you're not really getting the results out of it yet. If you do, enjoy the episode, please go and review us on iTunes, Stitcher or Google Play. Seriously, it's really important uh, to the success and the reach of our podcast. So come on, just take just take a minute to do that. Half a minute. Thank you. Five stars are great. And don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways and a whole heap of other fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. So Instagram marketing, a success story plus the Tinder for food. Enjoy. to the Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location-based marketing tactics and technologies, so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is Jess Cons. Jess, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. Now, Jessica here is the owner and director of a company called Crave New Media, which is a social media agency in my hometown of Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. Jess and I uh, have known each other Oh, we go way back. It'll be at least three weeks now. Uh, yeah, yeah, two weeks <laughs> And it turns out that uh, we, our offices are literally a block or two away from each other and we're living in this same town and and just hadn't crossed paths yet but we have now and uh it turns out after uh my team and i sat down with jess and had a coffee with her that she's got a really interesting story about instagram marketing and that i think uh you guys our listeners will get a ton of value out of now if you've been thinking about doing instagram marketing or you're you're giving it a go already and you're just not sure how to, how to do it properly or, uh, or whether it's even right for your type of business, then I think Jess will provide some really, really clever, uh, practical insights um, to help us make decisions around, around this stuff and, and how to go about marketing on, on the Instagram platform. Uh, so Insta, Insti, we're also going to talk about uh, a little project that Jess, or maybe a big project that Jess is working on at the moment, probably towards the end of the call. Uh, And it's just a little preview. It's an app she's building, which is going to be the uh, inverted commas Tinder for food, which I'm pretty excited about and was pretty impressed when I heard how Jess was going about putting that together. So Jess, there's a little intro for you, my friend. Uh, Would you mind giving us an insight into your story? Actually, one thing I'll mention, and this is impressive about Jess, I'm not going to ask how old you are because I think it's rude to ask women how old they are. So so I've heard because I've done it before and and got slammed for it. But uh, she's very young. Like uh, you're, I reckon you're like, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. But for have a guess, come on, have a guess. No, I'm not. I won't be offended. I'm not going to like. I don't know. Fifty. No. Oh goodness. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah, she's very young and she's done a lot in in that time. 
and uh, and I think that we can learn learn a heap from uh, her approach to having built what she's built so far uh, on Instagram and, and and her business. So, Jess, you don't have to say your age, but can you just give us a, a bit of an insight into your short story but successful story so far? So, in a nutshell, um, I I guess I, I guess the Instagram page started up because I'm a bit of a foodie and I started taking photos of my dishes when I was dining out at cafes and restaurants and decided that instead of annoying my friends on Facebook and posting the photos on my own personal Instagram and whatnot, I'd mm-hmm. start up my own kind of food blog. Mm-hmm. So I created a page on Instagram called Crave Newcastle, which mm-hmm. was intended to, I guess, showcase cafes and restaurants in the local area. Mm-hmm. And from there, just kind of just, just grew from, you know, starting Instagram account, having one follower to all of a sudden a snowball effect from like 10,000 followers to 20,000 mm-hmm. and kind of just started growing from there. So I guess people just started following the page and that's where it all started from. So yeah. it grew pretty organically, which which is a nice approach to, I guess, um, I guess where our business started from because it wasn't forced. It was just really kind of what the market needed. It just filled that gap in Newcastle that wasn't there before. So yeah, that's kind of all how it all began. Right. And so, so Crave Newcastle is all about food and all about cafes and restaurants and showcasing ridiculously yummy looking stuff. Um, it but is, you, yeah. but you've, you've turned it into more than just something that people can binge on and flick through their Instagram feed and, and enjoy. You've turned it into a business for yourself. So uh, could you talk to that a little bit and, and, and tell us how you've how you've gone about like turning this into a real a real business? Yeah, absolutely. So, it, as I mentioned, it started just quite organically, and then um, we were approached by our first client, who is a cafe in Newcastle called Blue Door, mm-hmm. and the owner PJ just uh, got a hold of me and said, well, "I've seen what you've done with Crave Newcastle, and I'd love you to do the same for my cafe. Like, I want you to run our social media." Mm-hmm. And at first, I was kind of a bit reluctant because I knew how much work went into my own social media page that I ran. So. Mm-hmm reluctant at first but I thought why not let's let's give it a go and from there it just kind of all began so mm-hmm. we we started growing our team and started growing our client base and realized that Newcastle really needed this especially mm-hmm. in the hospitality industry where it's such a visual thing mm-hmm. that, like food is, is there to be seen but they just businesses really struggle to to get that across online because most, most often times um, they're not immersed in social media like the younger generation is. So mm-hmm. I guess it just came really naturally to me and I knew I was quite savvy with it and I was, you know, helping businesses more than more than I ever thought I'd be able to. So from there I just thought, mm, I've got to do this full time, like I've got to turn it into a business because mm-hmm. I love doing it and I love helping people and I can see it's working. So from there we, we kind of started growing. How are you not obese from looking at all <laughs> that unreal food every day? Man, that would I, I'd just be too tempted. <laughs> oh, I just scroll through Instagram and I feel like I'm putting on weight, but somehow, <laughs> somehow managed to keep it off. I feel fatter just talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> now, so why Instagram? Why not Facebook or Snapchat or uh, or Google or like why? Why, why do you go on Instagram? I love the simplicity of Instagram. I love that it's such a visual platform, and like, like I said before, food is such a visual thing. So you eat with your eyes, and the fact that um. You know, Instagram is solely based around photos. You can't make a post without making a fo- without posting a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that about it, and I thought let's have this as the platform that we grow from. And also, the engagement on Instagram is just like it's just so naturally higher. Still? So, I th- yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. definitely like people scroll through their Instagram feed, and it's such a natural reaction to double tap on a photo. Mm-hmm. Whereas Facebook, um, it's it's you see and you share and you comment, but 
the, the double tap reaction is just such a natural um, yep. go-to thing for Instagram. So I think the engagement like um, kind of kind of just just seen for me, I was like, it, Instagram's the platform to start with and, it, okay. and that's, yeah, that's where it kind of grew from. Okay. So, and as you said, f- food's a very visual type type thing and, and it seems to me like a an easier type of niche to operate on Instagram on like travel and food and, and that kind of stuff, fashion. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that seems much, uh, seems to make a lot more sense to market those sort of products and services on Instagram because they are so visual. Do you think that, any kind of business can do well on Instagram. Like, what about what about an intangible product, like a professional service, or a or you know something maybe uh, something that's not so visual? Do, do you think those kind of businesses can still win on Instagram? I think the golden thing with Instagram is that if you're going to do a good job of it, it has to be there's that there's that golden rule where it's like eighty twenty, so eighty percent content that you're giving to your audience, where you're not selling anything, you're just either like educating or just giving useful information to them. Or, and then 20% advertising. So if you kind of stick to that golden rule, I think you can make any business work. You just have to be creative about how you go about doing it. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're still posting content that's, um, you know, relative to your field or your industry. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, with, with a good creative strategy, any business can work on Instagram. I think there are definitely businesses that have more power on Facebook though, mm-hmm. where, where they can have, you know, you can share blog posts and, mm-hmm. and you know, videos that go for longer than 60 seconds. So mm-hmm. there's definitely... Mm-hmm. Um, there's pros and cons to Instagram, but I think with any any business, as long as you have someone creative working with you that kind of knows how to take what you're doing and, and spin it into something that will fit Instagram's aesthetic feel, then yeah, I think I think it, you can make it work. Great. So, okay, one thing that I I don't like about Instagram, okay, uh, well, one thing that just shits me is how it feels to me every time like we post and uh for for our agency uh, and we put in all the relevant hashtags and and the the image or the video or the content and every time we do that we get like a handful of just spammy auto follow comments and that just annoys the hell out of me is that is that something you, how how do you avoid that uh what are your thoughts on um you know how much of an issue that sort of thing is on instagram I'm on the same page as you. I find it so frustrating and I think so many brands are um, sacrificing their their perception when when they, you know, pay for these little autobots to go through and troll hashtags and mm-hmm. um, and scroll through, you know, locations and all of that. However, they might find images to comment and, to, and, and things. But I think it's, um yeah, I think it really makes Instagram tacky and yeah. I know that, I know that um, the concept behind it works, but then selling it to something that, that is just like a computer-generated software that goes through and does it and has no there's no person behind it saying, all right, this photo is under this hashtag, but I'm not going to like it, I'm not going to comment on it because it's not actually appropriate for my brand to comment or engage in that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where you lose that when you when you send it offshore and pay, I don't know, like $5 a week for some yeah. little bot to go through and do it. Yeah, so, so we, true. yeah, under our agency, like we call it um, follower, follower targeting. Mm-hmm. And I have real people in the office going through and doing that. So we go through things like locations and relevant hashtags. Got and we it. like and comment on photos and Ge- engage with, from with our With like authentically and, and with genuine yes. comments. Yeah, exactly. It. So you see a photo of smashed avocado and it's like, wow, that smashed avocado looks so great. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't just comment on it with a generic thing like hot or something like yeah. that where all those little bots kind of miss the ball. So that's obviously so, time consuming but worth it Worth it if you're really wanting to do this Instagram thing and if, if you're in it for the long haul. And like, let, yeah. let's face it, Instagram 
owned by Facebook. You know, Facebook had these sort of issues early on as well, like with um, dud likes, people paying for likes and stuff. Yeah. And they figure out a way to cancel, to can that out. And you're not going to win uh, eventually, like with that sort of strategy. So, exactly. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page there because I can't stand that stuff. No, uh, me too. It frustrates <laughs> me so much. It's like you want to put hashtags on because you're afraid it gets seen by more people, but like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You just have to go through and delete the troll comments. <laughs> I've started abusing people. Uh, that, that do that on my on my Instagram because I have a personal yeah. Instagram account and and the one for vicinity marketing. Yeah, I, I, I noticed the, the other day <laughs> the other day someone did a spammy comment and I thought it was I just felt like I was on my personal profile, but it, uh, so I just commented like "piss off, dickhead" or whatever. Uh -oh. you know? <laughs> oh, no. And and it came up as vicinity, and I was like, yeah. actually. I still, I still feel that way. I want to yeah, keep still it. Stand but by that one. <laughs> I, I, I better remove it. But <laughs> yeah, it is frustrating. It's so, it's so frustrating to see see mm. your photo just have like ridiculous comments like that. But you know, you know, someone hasn't actually like put on there with any intention except totally to have irrelevant. you see their profile. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful photo of smashed avocado with a little bit of lemon and pepper, and the comments Hello. like, "Great, you should follow my." Uh, success blog. Uh, so let's let's talk about let's talk about some case studies or some examples of results because you know Instagram's fun. It's visual. It's uh, you know we can build lots of followers, but followers don't really pay the bills. Uh, last time yeah. I checked. So uh, uh, can you give us some an example or two of uh, businesses that you've worked with um, that um, you know you can show some tangible ROI from from Insta. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, um, I guess, like I mentioned before, our, our niche is cafes and restaurants. Mm -hmm. And with social media, what's a fantastic way to track results is through um, setting up ads where you can see things that are like click-through rates to websites and engagement mm -hmm. and um, customer impression, things like that. But with mm -hmm. cafes and restaurants, so paid, it's a bit yeah, paid, paid ads yep. really help to be able to show, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you've spent this on this ad and this is what you've received from it. And, mm -hmm. But without setting that up, you kind of have to take it back to the basics and literally um, just, you know, have a good relationship with the owner where you say, mm -hmm. um, all right, we set up this this promotion. This is what we've been doing for the last month. Have you had more sales? Has has you had mm -hmm. like a busier a busier effect from from what we've done? So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use um, one of our clients in Newcastle Crema, as an example, they are in the hospitality industry, but they also have a website mm -hmm. where we can actually, you know, send traffic back to. So with Instagram, it's a little bit harder because they don't allow you to have a direct click-through link mm -hmm. unless you pay to boost an ad mm -hmm. or unless you, um, you know, use the correct wording where it's just like, you know, visit the website link in bio, which is usually what we just do. Mm -hmm. So again, really visual. Um, they, they specialize in coffee roasting and alternative brewing equipment. Mm -hmm. So we have set up this Instagram page where when we took over the Instagram, they had like, I think 150 followers mm -hmm. and we've grown their audience to, let me just check what it is now. Oh, come so I'm on, show, <laughs> showing off, off now. Off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> well, they're, they're only at about 3,500 followers, but Targeted. those are followers. They're, yeah, exactly. They're people that purchase well, the products. and They you supply know, to your posts. other. Yeah, the, 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 they, they, they supply coffee machines and coffee beans to your clients. So 3,000, you know, if, if, if 200 of those are, are cafes or restaurants that need a coffee supplier then that's super valuable right exactly so i guess the difference in the contrast i'm giving now is that this is an account that doesn't have like you wouldn't look at it and think holy 
holy shit, they're such a big following, you know, they must be really successful. They've mm. got a smaller following, but they're people that actually care about the brand and they're people that care about the product. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they actually see return on investment from it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give another example I mentioned before. We look after um, Blue Dawn Newcastle, which is a cafe um, <clears throat> that have a focus on, you know, simple, done well, healthy eating and, mm -hmm. and all of that. So we work and with they the have owner a blue yeah, they have a, they have a one in Newcastle and they have they have one in. Oh, they got two blue doors. Got it. They got two blue doors. So expanding expanding the doors. Um, so when we took when we started running their social media, they um had three hundred fifty followers and now they've got fifteen thousand. So so there's there's the like an Instagram page that just naturally just took off. Like people love taking photos of food and to be able to go there and it's very Instagram-y food, like it's bright, colorful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, like the engagement with their um, audience is really high because they're people that actually follow the page because they want to, not because we've just bought followers and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Like we've mm -hmm. gone through and created this audience of like highly targeted people that love food in mm -hmm. Newcastle. So mm -hmm. yeah, they're, they're a brand that, um, I mean, you talk to the owner and he says social media is, is the only way, the only right. way to go. Like when it comes to advertising, we wouldn't do it any differently. So yeah, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. So, 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 so the tracking, tracking side of it, I guess uh, at, at this point, you know, tracking, uh, for example, Facebook is, has released recently the uh, a capability to track offline events. So for example, I'm on my phone and I view a, an Instagram or a Facebook post and or an ad and then uh, I take that phone in with me to you know do business with that business, whether it's a cafe or restaurant or whether it's a dentist surgery or whatever and, and it can track uh, track the location of my phone and attribute you know that ad, you know even if it's a month later saying, hey, this person saw this ad and then they came into your store. So there's that, but that doesn't really work until you've got a significant amount of conversions for privacy, uh, you know, tracking reasons and stuff. So, yeah. so it sounds like f for Instagram, I haven't looked into it, but it sounds like that kind of thing is not really, um, not really here yet, but the best way currently for your clients is to just go, Hey, is there bums on seats? Like did we, you know, when we promoted that, awesome steak that you do did you sell more steak that week and and it's as simple as that yeah and even also seeing the the people that come in that now take photos of their food when they go there so like mm. they have you know lot, so many people come in and, and take a photo post it into instagram which um which essentially markets markets the business through mm. through you know their their audience as well which is fantastic mm -hmm. for us but um even creating that change of behavior where it's like before you came and ate your food now you mm. don't eat it until you photograph it and post on instagram mm -hmm. and tag us so we can repost your photo like that mm. changing the way people think about dining out mm. has been something that i think we're really proud of because we can see how many people come and take photos of their food there so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the results are there you can't you can't hide that yeah and so getting into those tactics, uh, you just mentioned a couple there. Uh, what, what, are the, what are some of the things that you do or your team does or you, you empower your clients to do to um, integrate Instagram into their you know, normal business processes and, and build the account and, and build more engagement? Well, a great way for um, businesses to still be involved, if, you've, if, there's, if there's someone that's wanted to outsource their social media for someone else to run but still mm -hmm. want to have um, personality behind the brand and mm -hmm. be involved in still even posting to an extent, mm -hmm. Instagram stories is a really great way to do that. Yep. So it's just like Snapchat for Instagram, last 24 hours, post a photo, post a video, and it means that it's kind of like 
it's kind of content that is more um, off the cuff, less curated. And Documentation. Casual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can have like staff making coffees and mm-hmm. dancing around, listening to music, having a good time <laughs> and things like that that we can't actually mm-hmm. capture because mm-hmm. they're not there all the time. So yeah. things like that, we've, we've started really trying to push that with our clients saying, if you want to get involved in this, this is a really powerful strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start, you know, you can even push promotions through it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. tell, the, tell the staff, um, Gab said hi this morning and you get a free coffee, things like that. And yeah. It's like super easy to implement for Instagram stories. Yeah. So part of your job now is like it's it's obviously there's some stuff that you can do the doing, do the photography, do the posting, the following, the tagging and all that stuff. But it's also turning into more of a consulting, like it's your job. It's your job to make sure, you know, when Instagram releases stories or a new feature or whatever, that your clients are trained up and you've empowered them to take a bit of control over it to keep that personalization. Is that is that where you're sort of headed with that? Yeah, I guess there's probably two approaches to it. So there's clients that we work with that um, they they kind of don't really want much to do with the actual um, <laughs> yeah. social media part of it. They kind of see it and they know that it's powerful, but they don't really, it kind of confuses them and it scares them. They just them. want to so, make eggs and bacon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they so play to your strengths. So they, uh-huh. they stick to that and we look after all those things. So we make sure we're always on top of um, when social media tr- um, releases new mm. new things, we make sure we're on top of it and we're implementing it into their strategy. But then there's the other clients who we do consulting work with, mm. and they're they're the, the people that we you know make sure as soon as something comes out, we're we're mm. keeping them informed and updated. We even have um, blog posts that get released on our website cravenewmedia.com, um, mm-hmm. and we just love giving free information to people. Like we know social media works, so. Mm why not tell people about how to maximize it? Because I guess that's our approach. We don't really want um, to just keep it all to ourselves. Like if people want to want to learn about it, then we'll teach them. So Got it, got it. Oh, now, I've got to say, i got to say I, I envy your business model a bit because you're focusing on pretty much, you know, one kind of like social as a channel and you're focusing yeah. on one, mainly one industry, but I do know that you work with other types of industries um, yeah. and, and to me that that's a great way of just keeping your business fairly simple and and getting really good at what you do whereas our our business is like we, we work in like 50 40 40 different industries and we're doing yeah. seo adverts instagram facebook uh, we need more resources and we all, and it also we need to be across more so yeah what what, what are your plans for like are you going to just stick to facebook instagram or or is there a vision to to expand outside of that what, what do you think there um well at the moment they're the pla- they're the two platforms that i can see having mm-hmm. the most return on investment for our clients yeah so as soon as i mean social media changes overnight like you go on to you you wake up one morning go onto facebook and they've changed the entire interface and you have to kind of just like <laughs> adapt with it so yeah. as soon as um social media changes again you know for for a while it was snapchat that was the thing that all businesses were jumping on and we were trying mm-hmm. to push our clients to do it then all of a sudden Instagram released stories. So mm-hmm. things like that, there's mm-hmm. kind of no set platform that you're always going to use. You you might find that um, all of a sudden this is taking off and we have to kind of shift what we were doing before and realize that this is more um, effective now. So I guess yep. it kind of just changes with the times like like social media does. But yep. um, yeah, I'd say so Facebook and Instagram at the moment, especially with our cafes and restaurants, are fine to be the most yeah. two successful platforms it makes a ton of sense and and obviously yeah. they do change stuff all the time I know that um, as we record this is probably going to change by the time we publish it yeah, <laughs> uh, in- Instagram's just introduced live video live stories uh, so Facebook I've noticed is testing uh, the um uh, story type uh, I think it's called messenger day in messenger yeah, but I think yeah. that they're also testing that at the top of the main Facebook feed on mobile so that's <laughs> that, that's another little game changer there what 
like how how are you going to I'm just thinking with these sort of changes happening it seems like the content is becoming more and more towards having to doc, document versus create planning create I think there'll also always be a, a space obviously for planning and creating content but how do you think that business owners are going to eventually just have to take some responsibility or people within the business to to do the live video and, and document what's going on or what, what's your take there yeah, I think, um, I mean, any any business that is is wanting to present themselves online is always going to benefit more if they've got people in-house dedicated to doing it mm. because nobody knows your business like you do and no one's there every day like you are. Mm-hmm. So we always say that if there's any option for you to be able to run your social media in-house mm. and to have a team like us come in and just show you how to maximize it and to do it properly, mm. then that's always a really great approach yeah. because it means that you have that that day-to-day content that you can be there for and capture and see. So social media wasn't created to be, um, you know, scheduled a month in advance. Like that's not how the platforms were built for. It was Mm -hmm. built to, you know, I've had this experience right now and I'm going to post it to Instagram. Mm -hmm. But obviously there is strategy behind planning content out. So there's there's pros and cons to each one again. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that um, there's definitely industries where you have a personality behind your page. It's really hard to um, have, you know, that outsource because you are your page like influencers for example i i think there's there's definitely people that have um other people look after their social media but there still has to be that person that's really really involved in it right because otherwise your audience are going to know it's fake they're going to know that it's not that person so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and people buy off buy off people not not of uh not of corporate brands i think these yeah, days exactly, so, yeah. so facebook what facebook did a few years ago when you know i, I feel like potentially uh, Instagram is where Facebook was a few years ago in terms of organic reach and being, you yeah. know, lots of people being able to see each post that you put up. And I know Instagram changed their uh, their, uh, their posting format, yeah, yeah, to an algorithmic yeah. thing instead of chronological. But so with that in mind and thinking, you know, <laughs> Facebook owns Instagram, they may be likely to wind down the um, wind down the reach of, of organic posts and, and favor paid content is uh, w- how do you sort of prepare prepare a business for that and like do you are you collecting email addresses for clients um to you know try and own the relationship or like what what, what are you what, what are your thoughts on like where where that's going to head um it really depends on the client and what yep. they're wanting to achieve so if there's a there's a cafe restaurant that we're working with or a business in general mm-hmm. that would really benefit from email subscription mm-hmm. and and actually maximize that and make sure they're you know, they're utilizing those email addresses then yes we definitely work with them doing that but i think um the, the simple hack behind Facebook and Instagram's algorithm is just make sure you're posting content that people are engaging with. So simple simple things that um, you know fit with Instagram's aesthetic where mm-hmm. people are seeing it and they're wanting to like and comment on it. I mean, there's brands, for example, that are doing that are absolutely killing this. There's mm-hmm. um, you know fashion brands that are like, mm-hmm. I think for example, one one that's doing it really well is called Shopo, where they have mm-hmm. they have this clear strategy where they post about their their dresses and all of their products that they have. Mm-hmm. They post things like puppies. That look really cute and mm-hmm. um, you know donuts that people like go crazy and tag their friends in, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with their brand. But it boosts their their actual engagement on their post because Facebook and Instagram recognise that as someone interested in this post, therefore they're going to show that brand's content more often. So is there's kind of still a fine balance between the two where you don't want to post something that's too off brand, but you still want to try and boost your boost your engagement. So I think there's finding that balance between content that. You know, you post a photo that could be 
like an ad that is just, just not disguised an ad at all and it doesn't do very well. So no one's going to like comment and post on it because it clearly doesn't fit Instagram or even Facebook's like aesthetics. So mm-hmm. if you set it up a bit differently where it's a photo and then the caption is more where you sell people, mm-hmm. you might have more success. It's, yeah. I think it's just all about making sure you're playing to the, the people that are, are actually following you on Instagram, like yeah. making sure they're going to engage in your content. That's that's how you kind of get around that. Right. And and, and I think uh, w- one point to make there that I think is super important is, uh, and, and I see a lot of businesses just doing this, oh, we, we got to post once a day because it's got to be regular. But no, yeah. you, you've got to post good quality because guess what? Facebook and Instagram have algorithms that, that they track, you know, they track the engagement of each thing that you put out and they track, they can, they're getting better at, knowing what images that you are posting they've got you know visual recognition technology and and all this stuff they know the words that you're using and over time they're building this profile of your account and they're building and they're mapping that to your users or your followers and looking at the engagement metrics to see if people are interacting and they're using that to give you more or less reach just like google does with their with their search engine algorithms you have to prove you have to create quality you know um, it's a you know buzz term, but create engaging content. But like you need to look yeah. at look at the numbers and look at look at is is this post that I'm putting out really going to add value and and be useful or or interesting or entertaining for my uh, for my you know prospect my my ideal buyer persona? Because if not, and if it's just you know you're pumping out something because uh, because it's Tuesday and, and we're due to pump something out, then maybe, you know, you've got to look at that and, and, and keep the long-term game in mind. So tools, I want to talk about tools and software and like I'm, I've got, I'm one of these people with like shiny toy syndrome. So I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you got some apps for us uh, that can help with the scheduling, publishing, you know, analytics uh, with, with Instagram marketing. So can you please share some of those? Yes, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to managing multiple platforms, like our agency, we use Hootsuite to um, schedule through. So that's really useful tool, whether you just just look after one page or multiple to be able to go through and schedule your content in advance. So we we um, we use that platform to, to help do that. Unfortunately, Instagram doesn't allow automatic posting, so you still have to go through. You get a little notification saying it's now time to post, and you still have to go <laughs> through and actually so make the post. <laughs> oh my God. We do, we do. But, um, I mean, you kind of get used to it. It's all part of the job. So, so that's one platform that I would highly recommend if you're going to start actually taking a step back and thinking about um, scheduling your content. Which definitely, if, even if you do it like a few days in advance or even a week in advance. It gives you the option to, or gives you the op- opportunity to be able to sit back and really think about what you're trying to promote, rather mm-hmm. than shit. It's Tuesday. It's eight o'clock. I haven't made a post yet, like you said before. So mm-hmm. it allows someone to be able to, you know, take that step back and and have a bit more of a think about the content they're posting. So I'd mm-hmm. recommend getting into that if you have haven't already. Um, another tool that we use to actually be able to track um, <clears throat> analytics on. Um, statistics and stuff with Instagram is Iconosquare. So we Iconosquare, use that. Iconosquare, to... yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, so, that, that's the one you told me about the other day and I've yeah. been testing it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it takes a little while for it to go through and um, actually get all the, the stats from your account. I think it takes like a few days. So set it up and, and then come back a few days later and you'll have all of this great information about your audience that um, Instagram just doesn't give you. Facebook's pretty good with insights and, mm. and you know, data behind what what's going on behind the scenes of your account but instagram they release insights which gives you like a pretty broad basic bit of information about you know the demographic and mm-hmm. um when followers are most active but 
that's about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can also see top posts. So even if you don't want to spend money and start using Hootsuite and start using Iconos Square, just make sure you're at least looking at your Instagram insights. So connect your Instagram profile to a business one. It's really simple. You just go through and um, do that in your settings, connect it to your Facebook account, and all of a sudden Instagram recognizes your page as a business profile mm-hmm. and they report to you based on um, you know posts that have done well. And we're talking more about engagement before. Make sure you're looking at posts that you're making and seeing what's actually performing well mm-hmm. because that way you can see like, all right, this post did so much better than the other ones. Let's try and do more like that yeah, yeah. and things like that. Like don't just post and think, oh, it's just not going anywhere. Like it's just not working because you might just realize that you've done one great thing but just not kind of like rolled with it and then you think everything's failing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, looking at looking at even some of the simplest Instagram insights gives you insights about that <laughs> wicked cool all right so uh, i i love how instagram marketing seems to be you know it is quite simple like it, it, anyone yeah. anyone with the time and and you know the, the nows to to just look at these look at these figures and just you know uh, figure out engagement and and figure out what people are liking can kind of get their head around this stuff which i think is awesome because we don't want yeah. com- we don't want complicated stuff yeah uh, <laughs> it's really approachable people people um can be really scared by the whole social media world, but seem mm. to pick up Instagram pretty pretty quickly. So got it. Yeah, cool. So, what are you what, what are you most excited about with Instagram and, and where it's headed at the moment? Um, I'm really excited for them to give the option to be able to have a <laughs> clickable link in a caption. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think okay. something as simple as that would be really really great to have. Um, yeah. I think Facebook's doing great things with Instagram. There's some people that would disagree, but I think um to have to have these things like stories release as much as it was kind of like a direct replica of Snapchat, it's really powerful for a brand to be able to have yeah. access to tap into their audience in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to see what what they do with with um, Facebook and Instagram, but yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't really like anticipate any of it because it changes so quickly. What, what we're talking about right now might not even be relevant next week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool. Okay, and oh, we, we touched a little bit about we touched a little bit on paid content before, but we didn't really dive yeah. too much into that. Like, what what kind of budgets are you spending for these? You know, let's talk about the Newcastle market. It's a I yeah. think it's the big fifth fifth biggest city in Australia. It's not huge. I think. It's probably about the whole catchment area is maybe five hundred thousand people. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a small big town. I, I know that it doesn't cost a lot of money to reach a lot of those, you know, a lot of those people on social, the, the right type of people. What, what yeah. kind of where do businesses start with budgeting, and what's a good result? Like, what's a good ROI with Insta Instagram ads? <laughs> Honestly, I think um, I think it, it really. It really different. It differs between, I mean, the the business. So, mm-hmm. if if you um wanted to start off with a small budget, like fifty dollars a month, to try and just start testing ads and kind of delve into it, something even as small as that, mm-hmm. you'll actually still see that you're reaching people. But mm-hmm. you know, some brands that just want to dive straight in and say, no, like this is this is an amazing thing that we're doing. Let's promote it to the world. I want like hundred thousand people to see it, mm-hmm. and they'll put like a thousand dollars on one ad. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on how many people you want to reach mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a small space of time, I guess. So there's yeah. the beauty of, of Facebook and Instagram advertising is that actually it's really affordable, like you said, especially with a place like Newcastle where, I mean, there's people that are in quite a condensed area and you can target your audience and just um, they'll see, they'll just start seeing, seeing these promotions <clears throat> on their, their page. And, I mean, not just Instagram ads because you, you essentially you have to start it up through Facebook. Like you go into yeah. Facebook, create the ad, and then it goes through to Instagram too. So mm-hmm. – the beauty of Facebook planning Instagram is that you set up a Facebook ad and it goes through Instagram anyway. Mm-hmm. So 
that's what's great. That's what that's what's great about that. But um, yeah. You know what I love about Facebook and Insta Instagram ads? We, we do we do a ton of we do a bit of Instagram, but mostly Facebook. But something yeah. I really like about these social advertising options is that even if you've got the biggest budget in the world, if your ads are shit and then and they're not relevant and, and Facebook can see that people aren't engaging with them, they're either, and this is, I guess, similar to Google AdWords as well, if they're not relevant and for their audience, then you're either going to, you're either going to get seen and just get stung uh, price wise, or they're not going to show your ads to people that they don't think are going to be relevant uh, as no matter how big your budget is. So, which I really, I really love because, you know, obviously the content and we talked about spam on <laughs> on Instagram, yeah. it isn't always perfect, but they do, when you think about it, uh, they do a really good job of serving, serving us up the most relevant content. And that's what I think makes a platform addictive and, and, and brings people back so much so uh, yeah so I agree especially things like Instagram where you're kind of just scrolling through your news feed and some of the content doesn't even look like ads like how no, people set it yeah. up is so good you wouldn't even know that it was an ad mm. until you look at the sponsored thing in the top right hand corner but mm. I mean what I love is that one of the girls that works with us that she is so immersed in obviously ads like um, Facebook and Instagram and she's saying you know what I love is that I can scroll through Instagram mm. and it knows me so well that mm. I find ads that I actually want to see like I don't look at it and think <laughs> oh, I hate seeing these ads. She's like, I found this product that I've been looking for and somehow Instagram mm -hmm. knew mm -hmm. that I wanted that. So <laughs> that, that's the beauty of it. If you set it up so well that, you know, your people, your audience are excited about seeing your ad, mm. not like, oh, another ad. That's yeah. how you know you're doing it well. They do have so much data on us. I'm, I, I'm not creeped out about it because I'm a creep myself. So, Celine, who you've met from, from our office, um, yeah. she, she said the other day that she swears she... Uh, she was talking to a friend, right, about this particular brand of clothing and this particular item of clothing and she'd never searched it online. She'd never seen it online or interacted with anything. She just uh, she just was speaking to her friend about it and the next, I think later that day, an ad for that exact product popped up and we're like, hang on, like, oh, is, so is, is our iPhone listening to what we're saying and giving that data to to, I don't know. I, I, oh, nothing surprises me man, anymore. Nothing surprises I, me I, anymore. I often, I often wonder and am worried about like one day someone hacks the whole internet and everyone's information is public and searchable because I'd be screwed. Like, do you know how many crazy, stupid conversations I have with my friends? I, just, <laughs> don't, I don't really want that out. You can't even have them face to face anymore because but, Facebook might be listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone's in the same boat though, so we're, we're, yeah, we're all screwed. we're all screwed as each other. We've all, we've all got skeletons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, cool. Well, just uh, next part. Next part of the call is probably my favorite part where we learn a little bit about you and I ask you a handful of quick fire questions that you have a few seconds to answer each of those. You get one that you can pass. But awesome. be before that, is there anything, any other closing remarks you'd like to give around Instagram marketing and, and advice for businesses out there who are thinking of, giving it a go or, or wanting to do it better? Um, my key bit of advice would be that if you've got absolutely no idea how to do it, try and find someone that's young that mm. works with you yeah. and ask them a bit of advice about, you know, how to get started, whether it's how do I make a post on Instagram and even like mm. how do I even actually physically post it. Don't ever think that questions like that are are stupid because everybody has to start somewhere. So yeah. if you find that you don't have anyone to reach out to to try and teach you, whether it's your you know, younger staff or even your kids, mm -hmm. then try and find people like you and I that are immersed in it that can actually help you do it. So yeah. social media is such a powerful thing. Don't resist it. Just embrace it. 
and try and find people to help you to maximize it. And hire cravenewmedia.com. Exactly. Head over to my website. 50% off today. Those ads don't work on social. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. Don't go over. There's no, there's no discount. <laughs> in fact, if you go there today, you'll get charged double. <laughs> um, cool. So, Jess, questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Where, where did you go to high school? Um, Avondale High School in Kurumbong. Lovely. What was your first job and why didn't you stick to that job? Oh, my first job was in the ABC bookshop and I was stacking books <laughs> and I think I didn't stick to it because I was getting like $5 cash in hand an hour and I was too young to actually legally be working. <laughs> <laughs> what, so that was what, last week? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, last week, yeah. <laughs> what was your biggest, what's been, have you even had screw-ups in business yet? You're pretty young. Um, yeah, not, not any major ones, but definitely things that we think like, all right, we can definitely do that better next time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even something like posting accidentally, thinking it from one client's account to the wrong other one. And you're like, mm. shit, 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 delete the post before anyone sees it. <laughs> Silly things like that where when you're managing multiple yeah. accounts, it just, it just sometimes happens. Yeah, so awkward. be careful not to do that. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Um, I'm really proud of Crave Newcastle. I'm really proud of the, the Instagram page that we created that, I mean, I wouldn't have a business without it. So yeah. I love that people love it as well. And I love that people want to follow it. And, and I'm, I'm just so, so stoked that I can do what I love because of, because of it. 45,000 odd people follow that. I'd be proud of yeah. that too. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. What are you most excited about at the moment? I am so excited to launch this app. I know you kind of touched base on it to, at okay. the beginning of the podcast. We're going to talk about that in detail after the questions. Yeah, after I really the questions. Wanna, I really yeah, want to so excited that. about it. Keep listening because this Tinder for food idea app, it, app idea is awesome. So more questions. Uh, what's, <laughs> yep. what's something weird that you used to do as a kid? Um, oh, you put me on the spot. Can I pass that one? I can't even think of one. Oh, God, I love that one. <laughs> Favorite band or musician? Um, I really like DMAs and nice. Sticky Fingers. Nice. Rate your own singing voice out of 10. Oh, like two. Two out of 10. Do you want to give us a demo? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Favorite, oh, this is a big, big question for you. Favorite food out of all the food that you post every day? Oh, I, I love, as simple as it is, I love smashed avocado with halloumi. It's yeah. so good. It's just like go-to breakfast. Yeah, cherry tomatoes, cracked pepper, bit of yeah. lemon. Oh, man. Yeah. A bit of better as well. Everything's better with butter. I'm going to go eat that today. <laughs> um, describe the last picture you remember taking on your phone. Um, it was a photo from Tallulabar of uh-huh. the amazing spread from one of our Instagram photography courses. <laughs> and I just pressed, yeah, just took a photo on my phone because of the person that I am. <laughs> well, well, that's surprised. What's one habit that you have that you'd love to change? Um, I talk too fast. I talk so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I hope everyone understood what I said this, this time because I've tried so hard to talk too fast. <laughs> just, uh, uh Maybe a little bit late for this advice, but yes, you yeah. can slow down slow down the um, the play speed on on iTunes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what's uh, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, make sure you work on your business, not just in your business. Like so it. people get lost in that. They just spend so much time working in it and the day to day things that they forget to take a step back and really work mm-hmm. out how to grow and expand. So that was a really good yeah. that was a really good piece of advice that I got quite early on. Be the entrepreneur, not the uh, practitioner or technician. What's, exactly. What's the happiest day? What's been the happiest day of your life so far, Jess? Of your short short oh, twenty three years on, on planet Earth. Um, I 
I don't actually know how to answer that one. I know you said I can only pass one. Yeah, so I did say that. So. I don't know. I've had so many good days that I can't think of just one that really stands out. Um, mm-hmm. one that one that was really amazing is I went, I flew to Melbourne to see Swedish House Mafia play their last show, <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. It was like bucketing rain, and it's one that I definitely <laughs> won't it. forget anytime <laughs> soon. So that was a pretty cool day. And last question: What do you love most about yourself? Um, I love my confidence and mm-hmm. the ability to kind of throw myself into situations that I might feel uncomfortable with and just kind of like see how it goes. So yeah, I'm, 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 I love that part about me. <laughs> love it. Nice. Nice. Yes. Now, yeah. so thanks for answering those. Uh, <laughs> no worries. No, good, no good to pressure. hear a bit more about you personally. Now let's talk about this Tinder for food app. Like what, what the hell is going on there? Why are you so excited about it? Uh, where can people learn more about it? It is exciting because people love Tinder and people love food. So we're creating an app that kind of combines the two Mm -hmm. where you can, as a user, go through and put in discovery settings based on distance, price, cuisine type, and dietary preferences. Mm -hmm. And from those discovery settings, photos of dishes show Mm -hmm. up for you to swipe left and right through. So Mm -hmm. you don't find out where the dish is from until you swipe right and, you you know, that's my shadow, looks so good, you find out where it's from, Mm -hmm. and then you learn about the business that you can actually get it from. So it's taking that, I guess, the, the, the what we what we find so powerful with our Instagram page is dish-based discovery. Someone mm-hmm. sees a photo of a dish and they love it, they mm-hmm. want to go there, and we're personalizing it to a user experience. So, yeah, yeah wow. it's really exciting. It's fun. It's going to be um, a great way to discover food. We kind of just want to revolutionize the way that people think about that, where mm-hmm. instead of going to things like the website or TripAdvisor where it's kind of just words on the page, we want to give people mm-hmm. the option to be able to see that dish and, and act on it because of how good it looks. <clears throat> cool. So can you also uh, score a date out of this app or what? Oh, yeah. you might you might sit across from a cute boy in a cafe and, <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's true, but um, we're not giving any promises on that one. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, no, it's just, just asking for a friend of mine. That, uh, yeah, wasn't, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. So when when's that launching and, and uh, where do people where do people sign up? Um, so hopefully that's going to be launching um, in the next few months. We've got a bit of a timeline for March, but um, mm-hmm. the the way that apps work, you know, it could get pushed back for a little bit further. But yeah, we're really excited for it to launch pretty soon. Um, and as soon as as soon as it does launch, we'll be pumping it all over our social media pages. So Sweet. just make sure you follow us on Instagram, Crave Newcastle, and okay. you'll hear all about it. Beautiful. So at Crave Newcastle, make sure you follow yeah. that one. I'm I'm excited for. That. I, I, I want to be. I'm expecting to be one of the one of the you know early beta testers. So. Oh, absolutely! You'll be cool. on our first list. Good. Thank you. Excellent. First ten, even. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I was hoping for top five, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, no worries. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yeah. I know people that know people. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. I know everyone that's listening to this is now a little bit more wise about Instagram, which is the, exactly what I wanted uh, people to get out of it. I've learned a bit as well, which has been awesome. And i um, really looking forward to seeing you keep growing your, your business and your Instagram account and your Tinder for Food app. Uh, so thanks again. Is, is there somewhere in particular that if anyone wants to reach out to you and know more about you or just connect and say good day, where can they do that? 
Um, you can head over to our website and send us an email through the page there. Otherwise, even something as authentic as an Instagram message, we will be sure to reply. <laughs> cool. So cravenewmedia.com or follow or Crave Newcastle. Crave Newcastle. Ripper. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been my, so great. My absolute pleasure. 23-year-old Jess Cons on Instagram marketing. Thanks very yeah. much. I'm sure we'll get you on again sometime soon. But for now, we'll say goodbye. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> See you, Jess. Bye. I think it means that you've got some value out of it. I hope so. In return, we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever. Just search the location station. And don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff. Fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. And I'm not whispering because I want you to keep this podcast a secret. Please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable. Now go on, go and action some of the stuff that we learned today. I'll see you on the next episode.